Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Bolton eBikes podcast, a place where you can learn all about electric bikes. Let's get into another episode, this time talking about upgrades. Now, for you to understand what I mean when I say upgrades, I think I need to backtrack just a little bit and let you know why I even sell upgrades for other bikes. Because often people come across my website, boltonebikes.com, they see the bikes that I sell, and then they see that I sell controllers and brakes and, and motors and things that are compatible with other brands of electric bikes. And they kind of question, why are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense. Most people do not sell parts and accessories for other brands than their own. And there's a really good explanation for that, I promise. So let's jump back a few years ago. I've mentioned this a little bit before, but there was a crowdfunding campaign for a company called Saunders, and they had a very, very basic electric fat bike. Now, the campaign did very, very well. They sold a lot of bikes because it was an electric fat bike, which at the time was not very common on the market, and it was super cheap. And that was for good reason. The motor was a 350-watt motor. It was a single-speed bike. It didn't have any gears. And a display up on the handlebars is pretty standard now with all electric bikes. Like, that's just expected. If one wasn't on there, that would be weird. But at the time, nobody really knew the difference. Well, the Saunders bike didn't have one. As an example of some of the weird things that caused, that means that you couldn't see how many miles you'd gone on a ride. It means to adjust the pedal assist settings, you just couldn't. <laughs> so from the factory, there were reports of different settings of the pedal assist. So some people's, the assist level was like a one. And for other people, it was like a three. It was a little bit random, but you couldn't change it because you didn't have a screen or any buttons to change it. It was just programmed from the factory into the motor controller. And that's the way that it was which was a little bit odd, but the bike was cheap. A lot of people bought it. So what happens from there? Well, they keep promising this LCD display that plugs right into the bike. So the bike actually was made for it, but it wasn't available yet. So all these customers were asking for this display. They wanted the odometer, the mileage, the voltage, the battery level, all of these different things that the display promised and months and months go by and it's still not available. Well, one person goes, of course, what else are you going to do? They go straight to China online. They didn't actually travel to China, but they went online. They found a supplier that sold the display that the Saunders company was advertising and said, hey, can you make this with the plug that I need to match this bike? And they were able to find a manufacturer that was like, oh yeah, we can sell you that display and we can change the plug so it's compatible with your bike. They bought it, plugged it in, it worked, and it was great. Now, of course, not everybody wants to buy direct from China. There's all sorts of different reasons for that. But the main thing is they want customer service. They want support. So it's not uncommon for a lot of people to just say, well, I don't care if it is available there. I would rather buy it from a reputable source in the U.S. if possible. Well, basically, no one had it. <laughs> I had started uh, selling bicycle-related parts on my website and doing different things. And I decided, well, I'll start carrying the display and selling it for people. I had two of these bikes myself. I installed one. It worked great. It was like, wow, this makes the bike so much better. It should have just come on here from the get-go. And 
I put them on my website. People started buying them from me. And as time went on, eventually Saunders did release their version of the display. It was the same exact thing. It just had their logo on it, but it came from the same manufacturer in China and everything. And they were charging like two to three times as much money (laughs) for it. And word got out pretty quickly that, oh, well, they're charging all this, but you can go buy from this other guy for half the price. You know, if it's the same thing, why would you spend twice the money? And also someone who was selling in the US and actually had a reputation that was good and of good service. So long story short, in the next batch of bikes, or maybe not the next batch, but in a future batch of bikes that Saunders made, they changed the communication protocol. So that way the screen that was the aftermarket version that I was selling would no longer work with the stock motor controller. So I'm selling these displays and all of a sudden people that get new bikes say, hey, I bought one of your displays and it doesn't work. Well, this sounds like a major problem, right? Because now, oh boy, what if uh, these sales for this particular product just dry up and they're just gone because it doesn't work anymore? That'd be a bad thing for business, of course. I didn't let that stop me (laughs) because I like to just think outside of the box and figure out, well, what else can we do? Well, we figured out the communication protocol had been changed. The manufacturer of the controller and the display said, no, that's proprietary. It's for them. We won't make them for you that way, which is fine. That's understandable. I think that's a respectful thing to do in business. If somebody asks you to make something and not sell it to someone else, sometimes those agreements should be made. But there was a simple way around it, and that was to sell the display and a new motor controller to go along with it. So by selling both of those parts, now we eliminated this communication problem. And price-wise, I was selling people a display and a controller that was slightly more powerful than what came on their bike stock for still about the same amount of money as what the other company was just selling the screen for. So here you have an option. You can buy a display, you can add some functionality to your bike, or you can buy this aftermarket kit It's a display and a new motor controller. It does everything the other one does and more for the same price. Seems like a no-brainer at that point which way to go. So naturally, I've sold a lot of these motor controllers for various Saunders e-bikes. And then as time went on, I started offering them for other bikes. Now, initially, that Saunders bike had a 15-amp controller. So that means the controller was capable of passing on 15 amps of current to the motor. Now, if you take the voltage, so 36 or 48 volts, which is common on most e-bikes, multiply by the amps, that gives you a certain number of watts. Now, what we did is the initial controller upgrade we had, instead of being a 15 amp controller like the stock bike, it was a 20 amp controller. So we added a little bit more power. So you'd feel a little more torque from the motor, It'd climb hills a little bit better. And the only downside was if you use more power, it has to come from somewhere. So it would reduce the range of the bike to some degree. But for most people, that was a fair trade-off. They were willing to trade a little bit less range in exchange for more power. Because often if people start upgrading things, they start changing the batteries and other things anyway. Now, as time goes on, 20 amps wasn't enough for everybody. So next we came out with a 25 amp motor controller. And I say we came out with a 25 amp later, but really, I may have had one of those early on for one of my bikes and reserved it for myself. And the reason I did that is I took one of those bikes with the rest of the stock motor and parts and everything, 
and I ran it at 25 amps as hard as I could. And I tried to get it to break the bike, basically, because I knew if I pushed a 25 amp as hard as I could and it wouldn't fail any of the other components on the bike, then a lesser 25 amp controller or 20 amp controller, I mean, would have no chance of breaking anything else. So when I do new products, sometimes I tend to push things harder than what I actually sell to make sure the components are going to last. So that was one of those cases where I had used it for a while myself. I knew it was good. And eventually we just decided to release the more powerful version of that controller. And then as time went on, people said that's not enough power still. Hey, now there's 750 watt Bafang motors. It turns out you can drop these right into the wheel. It's an easy swap. We need a bigger controller. And then we went to a 35 amp controller. So 48 volts, 35 amps. That means 1,680 watts. So right around 1,700 watts of power by buying a few different pieces for your bike. And maybe stock, the bike was only 350 watts, maybe 500. So really, really bumping up the power, really waking these things up and turning them into something else. So I was selling those parts and pieces for a few years, actually, before I started making any parts for the Rad Power bikes. And initially, I was not going to make any upgrades for the Rad Rover. That was the most common bike, and probably still is that that company sells, I think, uh, their fat tire e-bike. And the reason I wasn't going to make an upgrade for it was because it was advertised as a 750-watt bike. And I was also building one-at-a-time custom 750-watt rear hub motor bikes. And they were really powerful. People were super pleased with them. It didn't seem like a bike that had that much power really needed more than that. Now, there's always the argument that you can never have too much power. And that's often true sometimes. But a few months, I don't know how much time exactly went by. A while went by and I eventually did buy one of the Rad Rover bikes used because I had people asking for upgrades like, can we put a different display on here? Uh, Can you make some hydraulic brake kits for it because they come with mechanical brakes? So all sorts of different questions. So I decided to buy one of the bikes and that way I could use it to make some compatible parts with it. And an interesting thing happened. I drove about an hour away to buy this bike used. I hopped on it. I rode it. It turned on. Everything was working, but I honestly thought something was wrong with it. I thought maybe the battery was dying and on its way out. And because it was kind of a bike just to use for compatibility tests and things, I thought, you know, if I need to throw a different battery on it, that's fine. I'm not worried about it. So I bought it anyway. And it just didn't have the same power that my 750 watt bikes did. And I didn't know why. And when I got the bike back to my shop, eventually I started taking it apart because that's the only way to know how things really work is take it apart. And I did a video of part of the process. And one of the things I came across was the motor. I pulled the motor out of the case and it wasn't the same as what I'd been using. It looked the same on the outside. It said Bafang on it, it said 750 watts, had the same motor plug, but I pull it out and the internals were substantially smaller. It was not the same motor that I was used to using. And I wasn't sure what to think. I looked online for a little bit, tried to find some answers, didn't find anything at first. Uh, So basically, I released a video about it on YouTube, and this is still up. You can go watch it. And I showed off the motor that I normally use, the smaller 
750 watt motor that came in that bike. And then also a 500 watt and a 350 watt motor that I had on the shelf that were basically the same physical size. So I was like, you know what? I don't know what the difference is here. I don't know what's going on, but it looks like this is a 500 watt motor to me. It's just in a bigger motor case. So you think it's more powerful than it really is. And when I dug around a little bit later online, I finally did find that at one point, those bikes actually were sold with a 500 watt Bafang motor. They advertised the bike as a 750 and their marketing was that, well, we use a controller that pushes 750 watts. So basically between the voltage of the battery and the amperage of the controller, yes, the motor was drawing 750 watts, but it was a 500 watt rated motor. So that's, that's a little, I let people decide on their own what they think about that, <laughs> whether that's right or not. There's no set standard on e-bikes and wattage ratings and those sorts of things. So I can't say for sure that, oh, this is the way it should have been done because it's kind of all opinions and however people want to market things. Me, I'm the type that I would rather tell you that a bike is capable of 20 miles an hour and it's capable of 25 than tell you it goes 20 miles an hour and it goes 19.9 miles per hour and it just barely gets there. I would rather tell you less and you're pleasantly surprised when you get something better than what I've advertised. Basically, to make this long story shorter, the motor that was being used on that bike was a 500. In order to avoid confusion, they eventually changed the label on it to say 750 watts so people wouldn't think it was less powerful than what it was. But it wasn't the same. It just wasn't as powerful as it could be. So then I realized, you know what, there's a lot of people who have these bikes and they really just don't know what they're missing. And so I did some experiments to figure out what's the best way to upgrade this bike. Let's get it to perform the way that it should. We could change out the motor, but then you have a problem because it's the whole package that makes everything work. You've got a battery, you've got a motor controller, and you've got a motor. And if any one of those pieces is not right, the whole thing is not going to perform like you want it to. So let's say you just change a motor to a bigger one and you leave all of the other parts in place. Well, now you're limited by the motor controller. So if it was only sending so much power to the motor in the first place, changing the motor isn't going to give you any more speed, any more torque. It's not going to do anything. The motor may be capable of more, but it can't put out more power. And one of the best ways I can think of explaining this is if we kind of change things to how cars work, burning gas, because I think most people, (laughs) we don't all have electric cars yet, and uh, maybe we never will. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but most of us have driven or are familiar with the numbers and figures on gas-powered vehicles. So let me put this into perspective a bit. Let's say you have a car that has 300 horsepower. And you've got another car that's 300 horsepower, and one of them is a big gas-guzzling truck, so it only gets 10 miles per gallon. The other is a smaller, lighter car. It gets 20 miles per gallon, and it's much faster, even though it's burning less gas. Well, rating a bicycle based on how much power it's drawing is kind of like trying to compare cars as far as how powerful they are and how fast they'll go by rating them on miles per gallon. It doesn't make sense, right? Like the vehicle that gets 10 miles per gallon is not going faster than the one that's getting 20 miles per gallon. Maybe it does have more torque for towing, or maybe it's just heavier. We don't really know. There's so many different variables. 
but basically it's a kind of an odd way of looking at things, looking at bikes by the figures as far as how much power it's drawing, because that really doesn't tell the whole story. There's more to the overall picture that makes everything work. So jumping back to the upgrade kit, because that's what I want to cover. Why do I sell these upgrade kits? What do they actually do? For the Rad Power bikes, because it's using on the stock setup a different brand of display and a different brand of controller, we do the same thing as we do on the Saunders upgrades that I've sold for years. We sell a package that has a new motor controller and a new screen. And by replacing just those two pieces, you take the bike from 750 watts peak up to just shy of 1700 watts peak. So you're adding a ton of power. Now, like I said, that's how much power it's drawing. So it's not necessarily going twice as fast. It is going faster though. So let me give you some numbers on the speeds that make sense. And I've done some videos comparing different motors and bikes and showing how things go, but I thought it was really interesting. Someone actually made a YouTube video review of my Rad Power upgrade kit recently. So this video is out on YouTube. You can go find it. But they went from zero to 20 miles an hour and they did a test with the stock parts. And then they did the test again after they put my upgrade kit on. So here are the results, zero to 20 miles an hour. And if you don't care about the speed and you say, it doesn't matter how fast I get there, there's one other aspect. So don't leave yet. There's more to this. But zero to 20 miles an hour puts it into perspective. Stock Rad Power bike took 15.2 seconds to go from a standstill up to 20 miles an hour. After he put the upgrade kit on, zero to 20 miles an hour, instead of 15.2 seconds, was 6.78 seconds. World of a difference. That's like an entirely new bike that is so much faster off the line. That is unbelievable. Now, why would you even care if you're going faster, zero to 20 miles an hour? Well, there's a couple reasons where you could. Let's say you're at a stoplight and you're in with different cars and other vehicles and you want to take off the line relatively briskly just to kind of move with the flow of traffic. There's one instance where it could matter. Now, that aside, there's another thing that I think is far more important, and that's how much power you have to go up hills because that's where people really notice the difference. That's where most people, I find, care about the different levels of power with different e-bikes. You don't buy a more powerful e-bike so you can do 0 to 20 faster. You buy a more powerful one so you don't have to worry about the hills. That's like the number one question I get is, does this bike have enough power to get me up You know, this type of terrain, up these kind of hills that I have in my city or in my neighborhood? And when you add that much power, that much torque, it helps so much up those hills. It's one of those things where you really have to experience it to know what the difference is. But it makes it so instead of struggling up a hill and pedaling a whole bunch and getting tired, if people have some physical restraints or other things, that they don't have to worry about it. The bike now has enough power to get them where they need to go. And that's what this upgrade kit is really designed for. Now, there are some extra benefits on things that an upgrade kit like this can do. And that's based on the display. Now, I've talked about this a little bit before in a previous episode, but the motor controller is kind of like the brains of the operation. You don't need a display at all, just like those original Saunders bikes didn't even come with one. Basically, the display gives you a literal display of the information that's stored on the motor controller. And in addition, if you have some buttons there, it gives you a way to input or change some of the settings stored on that motor controller. So the screen 
is just like the screen you have on a desktop computer. It doesn't do anything other than display what's going on on the more powerful computer that's sitting beneath your desk. But it's very, very useful because you can't see what's going on without it. We're not computers. We don't think in zeros and ones. At least most of us do not. Now, with that new display, it's more programmable. That means that you can change things like the speed limit. You can actually change the maximum amount of power. You can change how the pedal assist settings behave. You can change how the throttle works. There's all sorts of things you can tweak there. There's a cruise control function. So if you're cruising along at 20 miles an hour and you don't want to have your thumb on the throttle or be pedaling, you can actually hold a button down and uh, it just kicks the motor on and lets it keep running until you push something to stop it, just like a cruise control in a car. There's all sorts of extra things that a display can do, just functionality-wise, that make it worthwhile. But as a benefit, the number one reason, of course, people are going to buy it is because of the extra power that it provides. Now, when it comes to the motor, what if we also change the motor? Well, yes, you're going to go to bigger magnets. You're going to go to more wire. It can handle more power and it's going to be a bit more efficient. I wish I had done a test to show exactly how much more efficient. I've thought about doing that and just haven't gotten around to it yet. Hopefully one of these days that will make it onto my YouTube channel, a test of efficiency of various sizes of motors. But you do get a bit more torque because more powerful magnets, like I said, more wire, more coils, you're getting more torque out of that motor than the one that comes on a bike with a smaller motor. So if you upgrade the whole package, you go with the motor, controller, you get a different display, you add some power. You change the motor, you get a little bit more. Now you want more? Well, you can go up in the battery voltage. There's always one more thing you can do to go faster. You can always do something to get more power out of an e-bike. But those are kind of the starting points. And those are some of the reasons why people are buying these upgrades. Now, back to why do I sell them? Uh, Originally, it's because there was a need for it. People wanted it and it wasn't available. So I decided to step in. I don't know if you want to call it my greatest trait or my greatest flaw. When I see a hole or when I see a need, I don't see a problem and complain about it. (laughs) I know that's uh, some people, that's what they do. All I can see, and I just can't help it, all I can see are the solutions. And I just can't help but see, oh, people have this problem. Well, here's how we can fix it. And I just love to make new things, to do things people haven't done and to fix things. So that's part of the reason why I sell the upgrade kits. Now, as my business Bolton e-bikes has evolved, there's an extra benefit I've seen from this. And that is I sell, let's say, an upgrade kit to somebody who has a rad power bike. They buy it, they put it on their bike, and they say, wow, that completely changed this bike. It's so much more power than I could have imagined. I did not know it was going to make that big of a difference. And then they realize that some of the bikes I have maybe are like that the way they come out of the box, which is true. They are. (laughs) And so I have repeat customers who maybe they bought a smaller part or piece from me before. And then they realize, you know what, if I'm going to buy another e-bike or if I'm going to refer my friend to buy an e-bike, I'm going to come to you because I see that you have something that's a little bit different and it's set apart from the rest of what's out there. I try and do that on purpose. I want these bikes to be better or as best as I can possibly make them. So every new batch of bikes I get, every new few months, I don't bother to wait for new model years or anything. If I see a change that can be made immediately that we can improve the bike in some way, we'll do it and then try and keep the cost the same as much as we possibly can. 
that gives you a little bit of background on what an upgrade kit is because I sell some for different models of bikes. And the Saunders bikes have been the most popular. The Rad Power bikes upgrade kits have been very popular for as well. Now, if you have another brand of e-bike and there are a lot of people asking for upgrades, feel free to reach out to me and let me know. Uh, I'm happy to look into it and see if it's something, one, that we can make, and two, if there's enough people to justify making it. As far as bikes that have upgrades in the works, uh, I have been messing with a little bit on and off as I have time. Some new controller upgrades for the Juiced brand of bikes. They have some kind of little issues and quirks that I think a new controller and things can fix. And I have some prototypes that have been made and tested, and we're kind of on the version two of that, trying to make it 100% before we sell any of them, but it's in the works. Uh, I've also got a Super 73 bike here. I'm waiting on some parts from. We're going to upgrade one of those and see how that goes as well. So there are other bikes out there. Now, every once in a while, well, not every once in a while, probably almost every day now, (laughs) I get emails from people that say, I have X brand of bike, and it may be one I've never heard of. It looks similar to the Rad Rover. Will the Rad Rover upgrade kit work on it? 99.9% of the time, the answer to that is going to be no. And just so you know, e-bike parts are not standardized whatsoever. Every single brand, even sometimes the same brand, a different batch, they change things. So if you have a bike out there and it looks similar to another bike on the market, chances are good the battery connector is different. The motor controller has different plugs. The screen has different plugs. The The brake levers might have different plugs. And even if it has the same plugs, there's no guarantee that they have the same wires going in the same way. I've run across all sorts of things. So please, please be aware that if you buy a kit that's designed for a certain bike, it's designed for that certain bike. And you might be taking a little bit of risk trying on something else. It might work and it might not. To kind of give you the worst case scenario, I worked on a stealth electric bike a couple years back. And it uses a similar three-pin battery connector for charging as a lot of other bikes. But before I worked on the bike, I was replacing the battery actually at the time. Before I had the battery made, I made sure to double check the pins and the charging ports. And yeah, the connector was exactly the same as other chargers, but the pins used were totally different. So plugging in a different charger could have been catastrophic. So just make sure that you check things and know what you're doing. If you decide to do some of your own DIY upgrades and modifications, you certainly can. Uh, Just be aware that uh, things aren't always what they seem. But I hope that helps you understand what those upgrade kits are for. That's why you might hear a lot of people talking about them. If you do have any other questions about those, please feel free to email us at info at boltonebikes.com and we'd be happy to answer your questions. Thank you so much for listening to the Bolton eBikes podcast. I love all of the reviews that I get on the podcast. If you've been listening for a while and you have not left a review, please do so. I love all those five-star reviews especially. And like I've said many times before, I do read every single one. Now, if you want email notifications when new podcast episodes come out, make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com. Once again, that's ebikepodcast.com. Thanks again for listening. I will be back again another Tuesday.